Well, 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 wow. Welcome. <laughs> a couple way to start the weekend. Eric Erickson here. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. And do we ever have news? The phone number 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Steve Bannon gone. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let, let's back up here. Let's back up. The President of the United States said that he hires the best people. He only hires the best people. That is a direct quote of the President of the United States. Mike Flynn, gone. Reince Priebus, gone. Sean Spicer, gone. Anthony Scaramucci, gone. Steve Bannon, Gone. 75%, in fact, 75% of the people the president surrounded himself with entering office in his close circle of advisors, he's fired them all. Steve Bannon being the latest. Now, listen, for those of you panicked, and Breitbart.com, Bannon Bart, is said to be going to war now with the Trump White House. Oh, they lost their guy. Boo hoo. Uh, so now they want to go to war with the president. Here's the thing you need to keep in mind. On Tuesday, the President of the United States gave his now infamous speech about Charlottesville. It was his third attempt. And he said there were good people on both sides, and he blasted the alt-left, and he uh, attacked people suggesting they were going to call for tearing down George Washington and Thomas Jefferson statues, which they've since done, proving him right. But, and this is, this is the big and important but, he didn't talk to Steve Bannon before saying that. The president had not talked to Steve Bannon. He had not gotten Steve Bannon's input, and he said that anyway, and it delighted Bannon. Bannon felt, according to press reports, as if the president was channeling Bannon himself. Now, you know, Bannon had to be fired, whether you want to admit it or not, whether you like to admit it or not. Bannon had to be fired, and he had to be fired because he called a left-wing reporter who does not like him and does not like the president and tried to brown nose with the left-wing reporter, and on the record, only pleading ignorance after the fact, on the record, said that uh, the president was full of garbage about uh, attacking North Korea. There was no military option on the table. There was none presented. The North Koreans had us, and they had us because of the amount of people in Seoul they could kill in the first 30 minutes of a war. He directly undermined a public position of the president of the United States laughing about it when he did it to a left-wing reporter, and only after the fact they said, I didn't know I was being interviewed. He called the reporter. A left-wing reporter, hostile to the president, hostile to Steve Bannon. What the hell did he think? He needed to be fired just for that, and apparently that is what fired him. The president has been thinking for a while Steve Bannon was a leaker. And he leaked to a hostile reporter. And he did so in a stupid way. Of course he had to be fired. And the idea that Breitbart is going to go to war against the president now, so? I mean, honestly, so? The president is the president of the United States. Short of impeachment, he's president for three and a half more years, whether we like it or not. And increasingly, polling is suggesting there are a lot of Republicans even who don't like it. And in fact, I talked to one of them, I, I, and I didn't call. He called me this morning. One of the ranking Republicans in the House of Representatives called me this morning. What he said, wow, uh, let's step out and check traffic before I tell you. 
So Christy had to go up to Carrollton, uh, check on her parents. Her mom and dad have both had some different surgeries. And so I'm keeping the kids myself. Normally Christy takes the kids to school in the morning. I got to get up and be with Scott Slade this morning. I got up, got him out of the house, made sure to get him out a little early. So I get back and, uh, be with Scott and between uh, dropping the kids off at home, 15 minutes or so in traffic, a ranking Republican member of Congress called me. Wow. You know, my father-in-law has phrases. That, that he says that I, I, I'm just like, where on earth did you get that? Christy and I laugh about him all the time. Um, it, it, like, it kiss me, slobber lips, I'm thirsty. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know where he comes up with these, but this one was a, a, a new one to me. Um, this Republican congressman calling me saying that, uh, you know what, the people on TV don't get, he specifically referenced CNN, what the talking heads don't get is that, People may hate the president right now. I mean, polling shows that that his popularity is hovering around 30% nationally. What he said is that people may not like the president, but they hate Congress more. And then he said, (laughs) he says, we may be the turd, but the president's the worm in the turd. I mean, is that not the most descriptive thing you've, you've ever heard? Um... Yes, he was saying there are Republicans on Capitol Hill now who are desperately hoping that Bob Mueller's investigation finds them something with which to impeach the president. Yes, he said that. Um, And his point was that Republicans increasingly think the president needs to go. They think the president is bad for business. They think the president is doing long-term damage to the country. At this point, it's no longer about the Republican Party. They understand anyone who stands up and is critical of the president is probably going to get crushed in a primary. But given the events of Charlottesville, they all think the president has lost his moral abilities to lead, the moral credibility of the office of the presidency. When you squander the the moral abilities of the office of the presidency, the, the, the moral sensibilities of the office, uh, you've squandered uh, that which unites everyone in defense of the presidency. Even many, not all of them, but most members of the left will still acknowledge he is the president, whether they like it or not. They may begrudgingly say he's not my president, but they, he is the president. And when you squander the uh, moral high ground like he did with Charlottesville, uh, increasingly you got to have even problems with that. For example, Senator Tim Scott, a Republican, he is the Republican uh, first black man to be in Congress representing Fort Sumter. He was elected from the congressional district in which Fort Sumter resides. He's now a statewide elected senator from South Carolina, says the the president has lost the clarity and moral authority, and, and he needs to get it back, and he's right, and these Republicans are frustrated. The congressman on the phone with me this morning said that the, the press is right that if the president comes out for something, it's going to make it hard to get it through Congress. Uh, there are so many people mad at him. He, he he said in gallows humor, I think, that if the president came out today for abortion rights, the Democratic Party would become the most pro-life group in America. And I think he's right with that. I mean, if the president comes out and says the, the grass is green and the sky is blue, there will be people who come out and say the, the grass is blue and the sky is green uh, just to oppose him. That's where we are as a country, and what more and more Trump voters are willing to privately concede but will refuse still to publicly say is that this is a self-inflicted wound. The president 
is scuttling his own presidency. The left has very little to do with scuttling his presidency. This is all on him. These are the things he's done, and he didn't need Steve Bannon to do them, even though Bannon agrees with them. So for those of you upset with Steve Bannon being gone, well, you've got uh, you've got the id and the ego now both within one person. And I don't know that it's going to work out well for really any of us. Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic, plus WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's evening news, sponsored by Comcast Business. This is WSB. Are you ready for the eclipse? I, I am headed off to the mountains for the eclipse. I've got my telescope. Listen, honestly, seriously, if you have Instagram, you can follow me at E.W. Erickson, E-W-E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. Uh, I am uh, headed, we're headed to North Georgia into the eclipse zone. You know, it's going to get dark in Atlanta. It's going to get dark as far south as Macon, but it's going to be twilight dark. It's not going to be 100% darkness by and large. Um and I intend to go up to where it's going to be 100% because I want to see the moon completely in front of the sun. I want to be able to take pictures of that. I got my telescope with a solar filter. I've got my uh, A7R Mark II from Sony with a, a solar filter. I got my 800 uh, millimeter zoom lens for my Sony. I'm just, I'm prepared. That's all I'm going to say. Now, the thing I may not be prepared by is they really are expecting a ton of people up there. I mean, a, a huge amount of people. So what I'm thinking I'm going to have to do is get my Yeti cooler and fill it up with all my groceries and lug it up to where we're staying and do all the cooking all weekend long. I think I'm going to have to do that. Uh, probably will wind up doing that, but that's not a bad thing. I mean, it'll be cooking out, having fun, relaxing, have a beer. The, there's really no internet at this. I know, I cannot believe. I'm staying at a house that has a, a limited internet connection for checking email, and that's about it. So uh, I don't even know how I'll have cell phone service. I assume there will be cell phone ser- service, but I don't know. But I'm excited. Get away from it all for a couple of days and see the eclipse. A once in 300 year experience. You know, there actually will be an eclipse in the U.S. in, I think, 2024, 2029, somewhere in there. And then another one in 2040 something or 2050 something. It's just over your area. It only happens about once every 300 years. So you're only going to have a total eclipse now, once every 300 years, this is going to be it for most of us, uh, probably for all of us. Uh, and come quickly, Lord Jesus, I assume he comes back within the next 300 years and, and we don't actually see another eclipse ever. Uh, but that's okay. That'd be worth it if that happened. Nonetheless, um, I think people are losing their mind over the eclipse. I mentioned this yesterday, but I have a friend of mine who wouldn't sign the waiver for his kids at school to use the eclipse glasses because he'd heard all the horror stories about uh, Amazon recalling glasses. Well, Amazon recalled them. Yours weren't the recalled glasses. They, they, they got the good, credible glasses. I got glasses from the people who make my telescope. Uh, people are freaked out about the eclipse, and I don't know. I They shouldn't be. And there are people putting up all sorts of rumor-mongering horror stories on Facebook and whatnot to scare people out of it. Uh, they, this, is, this is like Y2K. People have just whipped themselves into a paranoid frenzy about what's going to happen. Put on your solar glasses and look at the sun. No, but if you don't want to, poke a hole in cardboard and hold it to the ground, and you can see through there as the light comes through. You'll be able to see. I just the the whole thing is ridiculous to me. 
the fear mongering out there about this. And, you know, honestly, the media has something to do with this. The media running all these scare stories about stuff, uh, as opposed to saying, you know what, Amazon recall all the bad glasses. If yours aren't recalled, you're probably safe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When we come back, more news of the day. We got to get into what happened in Barcelona. Uh, that story continues to play itself out right here on WSB. I do want to bring everyone up to speed on Barcelona. Welcome back, by the way. It's Eric Erickson here. Phone number 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. 40 after the hour. I want to bring everybody up to speed on Barcelona. But before I do that, let me bring everyone up to speed on the state of play now in Washington with Bannon's departure. General Kelly now firmly in charge in Washington. Uh, Growing speculation from some people that the president uh, may throw in the towel and resign. I don't find that likely. Uh, his co-author, well, his, his ghostwriter for Art of the Deal thinks he's going to, uh, Newt Gingrich is out saying the presidency is at risk. Uh, you got, uh, Mitt Romney out there saying the president needs to apologize. The Peggy Noonan's column says the president's a void of comfort. He's a void of inspiration. He's a void of higher meaning. Uh, here's one of the things with the president that the president needs to be careful of, and that is his challenge to Jeff Flake. I am told the president has someone in mind in Arizona he wishes to run against Jeff Flake, and it is not Kelly Ward. I am told the president has a specific candidate uh, who was his state party chair for his campaign. I forget the guy's name, but he is elected, and Trump wants that guy to challenge Jeff Flake. Now, Flake is vulnerable, and the way the media is casting this is so wrong. Flake is vulnerable not because he's challenged Trump. Flake is vulnerable because he lied to people to get elected. Uh, Flake ran as super diehard mega conservative, and then he wasn't. And as super diehard mega conservative, he got elected. He was a club for growth guy. Jeff Flake personally called me and met with me at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, Florida, at a club for growth event to tell me that he would be taking his brand of conservatism to the Senate. And he would be voting against budgets and whatnot. And then he got there and he sold everybody out. Yes, I know the scorecards say Jeff Flake is conservative. But Jeff Flake also lied to a lot of people. And a lot of people remember. So uh, I I think that I, I, I don't think it's going to work well for the president. And the president is being told by Mitch McConnell's allies in the Senate that if he goes after Jeff Flake, an impeachment does happen. He will have no friends in the Senate to vote for him to stop the impeachment. That's a pretty big thing. And the president needs to worry about that. See, though, I still don't think Mueller is going to get the president. Now, it looks like Mueller is going after the president's kids. It looks like Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are in the spotlight, particularly Donald Trump Jr., are in the spotlight. Uh, they are um, they're being targeted by Mueller. He's digging into them, uh, into what they've done, into their business dealings, and that may crop up. And by the way, you know, the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein said that if Mueller wanted to expand his investigation, he would need permission. And the charge from Rosenstein uh, was a pretty blanket charge, pretty broad charge. So most legal experts who have said it says this is Rosenstein uh, just doing a, a CYA and that Miller can go wherever he wants to go with this investigation. It looks like he's doing it. Not a good setup for the president, but still doesn't seem to be any presidential crimes involved. None. 
what is, there are though, there's traffic. We need to stop and we need to take a break and go check traffic. You know what this impeach the president, get rid of the president thing? Look, I, I don't think he's going to resign. I don't think he is. I think he may need to consider it if he can't figure out how to do his job. And the job is more than just the day-to-day activities of the president. He's also got to be somewhat of a moral authority for the country, and he's failing badly at that, whether you want to admit it or not. But I don't think he's going to resign. Um, I still think Mike Pence would be a better president than him. But what this reminds me of, all of the, the, the angst over the president, all of the desire to have the president resign and whatnot, it reminds me of the silver bullet theory of politics. You know, for years, Republicans tried to get rid of Obamacare with a silver bullet. They would, well, they'd get rid of the the government subsidies. They would get rid of the tax things that the IRS put in. They would say that it didn't properly pass one House of Congress. It was a tax increase. It should have started in the House, and it didn't, and on and on and on. And they kept coming up with all these silver bullets, and it never actually worked. Obamacare is the law of the land, and oh, by the way, it's not getting repealed now. And... I think that's what it feels like the Democrats and some Republicans are doing with the president is now they're looking for a silver bullet. Please, Mueller, give us a silver bullet. Please give us something with which to impeach the president. I don't think it's going to work that way. I think he's going to be president of the United States for another three and a half years unless he decides to retire and resign. I don't know that he is, um, but I got to tell you, three and a half more years of this is not good for the country Mentally, it's just not good. Whether you blame the left or you blame Trump or blame whoever, three and a half more years of this, not good for the mental state of this country, for business. Look at the stock market yesterday with all the uncertainty. It is not a healthy thing that's happening right now. Atlanta's Evening News with Eric Erickson. Breaking local news. Kirk Mellish's accurate and dependable five-day forecast. And triple team traffic every six minutes. WSB. Okay, we're going to get into the Barcelona situation. It's still playing out all over Europe. There have been another series of incidents. Um, and, you know, this afternoon we had this uh, fight breakout in Durham as well with Antifa. Melee, a friend of mine, called it. Um, it just seems that the world is coming apart. I... I... So apparently a thousand people in the streets of Durham this afternoon fight started on sidewalks. It got out of control. Uh, And that, by the way, it has nothing to do with what happened in Europe. Um, But uh, that is happening. Uh, CNN is the only group that apparently thinks that there are ties between that and, and what's happening in Europe. What's happening in Europe is far bigger and far worse and something that could eventually happen in this country, unfortunately. Thankfully, we are too diverse, and the Islamic population of this country is way less than 10%. Um, Study after study after study has shown, and they're not popular, um, they're not popular studies, even though they're true, that when an Islamic population in a country exceeds 10%, you start to have real demands for Sharia law and whatnot. I mean, look what happened in Dearborn, Michigan. You have Christian missionaries up there attacked, uh, and the police largely given a pass to the local Islamic community. By the way, is it not interesting that the left has come rushing out and saying that all white people need to answer for uh, racism? But uh, when when you say so, do all Muslims need to account for Islamic radicalism? No, 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 no. There's a huge difference. Religion versus skin color, I guess. I don't know. 
Hypocrisy knows no bounds. Really, it, liberal logic turns on its head so much. It does. Uh, it, they can't be ideologically consistent. This is one reason they don't like history, why they refuse to have a sense of history, because they try to avoid its inconsistencies as best they can. Real problem. When we come back, I do want to delve into to Barcelona. There's a bigger issue at stake here, uh, and it's a big issue related also to this country. Uh, an issue about where this country heads in light of the chaos in this country uh, with what's going on over there. And also a good solution from a friend of mine on the Confederate monuments issue, a solution I like. We'll get into all of that and a lot more when we come back. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Welcome back, Eric Erickson here, the second hour of Atlanta's Evening News here on WSB. Are you ready for the eclipse? You know, I, I read an interesting story during the break. It was up on the Drudge Report that they are altering the power grid uh, a bit, uh, shifting resources, preparing, because uh, it's going to be nighttime during the middle of the day for certain parts of the country, uh, for a couple of minutes at least, and that's going to shift uh, power grid demands as a result. Uh, very interesting. Okay. Uh, we I'll get back into the eclipse, and I want to get into the statue idea. A buddy of mine, just he sent me an idea that I love. But before I get to any of that, let's spend a few minutes, if you'll allow, on what has happened in Barcelona. Um, Barcelona is a beautiful place. If you've never been, I highly recommend it. Uh, wonderful people, wonderful place. Uh, just a fantastic culture, uh, just separate from Spanish culture itself, uh, although well-blended. It's just a delightful people, great country. Um, although I guess you're not supposed to call it a country since it's part of Spain, even though some of them don't want to be. Um, but they, they have had a series of terrorist attacks there. You know, this, this, this afternoon, a fire at their airport, just on the outskirts of their airport, uh, they're still not sure if it was intentionally set, a grass fire, major grass fire set, uh, but they, they had three different uh, attacks, so one preemptive. One they thought was a gas explosion at a house. Turned out to be terrorists trying to make gas bombs. Uh, terrorists uh, rented trucks and drove them 50 miles an hour through a crowd of people, killing 13, injuring more than 80. In Finland today, a Muslim with a knife uh, stabbed and killed a woman with her child. Uh, and others, it's just a horrific ongoing terror attacks. Now, CNN, I just, I got to play the soundbite again. I'm sorry. It was just, and it, don't get me wrong. I love Wolf Blitzer, but this is embarrassing. Uh, and it's just the way the news works these days. The final point I would make, Wolf, is just, is just this note. Is that in light of the, the uproar of the last several days, five days apart, you have a white supremacist in Charlottesville use a vehicle to kill and here you have attackers at least following the modus operandi uh, of terrorists using vehicles uh, apparently to kill as well. And, and, and that sh those shared tactics uh, that, that should be alarming. Yeah, and there will be questions about copycats. There will be questions if uh, what happened uh, in Barcelona uh, was at all, at all, uh, a copycat version of what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, even though there may be different characters, different political ambitions. Uh, they use the same uh, the same killing device, a vehicle going at, at high speed into a group, a large group of pedestrians. Well, I mean, if you're going to put it that way, then uh, every gun attack, I guess, is a copycat gun attack on, on another. That's just I, I think that was stretching too far. 
It's like asking if the Malaysian Airlines jet went into a black hole. Um, there, there's only so far you can stretch something. Uh, the fact of the matter is, Islamic terrorists in Europe have been using cars as weapons for a couple of years now. In Nice, and Paris, and Brussels, uh, in Barcelona, in London several times. This is one of the things they're doing. It was one of the things uh, ISIS and Al-Qaeda have both encouraged their followers to do. Uh, to try to make the comparison to Charlottesville, I think, uh, really was inappropriate. Uh, for a number of reasons, um, most importantly because it diminishes to a degree both acts, uh, trying to make each less unique, uh, trying to make the ISIS guys copycats to a group that you could also say was copycatting when it really had nothing to do with it. One, you had a group of, of innocent people going about their day, in Barcelona, the other you had an act of protest and a, a neo-Nazi deciding to attack the protesters with his car. Uh, there were involved people on both sides of protesting in Charlottesville, not in Barcelona. I think that's a, a big distinguishing characteristic here among other distinguishing characteristics. But what is happening there, we do need to explore. But before we do that, we need to explore traffic. Man, and traffic is probably going to be terrible headed up to North Georgia this weekend. Okay. Um, on this situation, we have aggressive Islamic radicals invading Europe, many of them coming in as refugees, and yet we're still fighting the refugee question here, something the president is right on, although I think he's gone overboard with it, but it's Islamic radicals that are doing this. It's not white supremacists. Now they all hate you. I mean, Antifa hates the Jews. The Islamic radicals hate the Jews. The white supremacists hate the Jews. All of them hate the Jews. you got an obligation to like the Jews with all these people hating Jews. Uh, you need to like them. Uh, they they are your friends and good people, whether you know them or not. Um, they've got all, I mean, they, they, when, when you got enemies like ISIS, Antifa, and white supremacists, you know they must be good people to have those sorts of characters hating them. But... What is going on that ISIS, they can do this in Europe, and it's happening repeatedly in Europe, and thank God it hasn't happened here. But I said yesterday on the radio, when we were so distracted by the Monica Lewinsky impeachment matter with Bill Clinton, Al-Qaeda began regrouping and replotting to blow up the World Trade Center. And it took them several years of plotting and training to do it, but they did it with airplanes in a way that had never been done before. We were distracted. We had turned inwardly to political affairs and a country where people were at each other's throats over raw politics. And here we are again in this country. Look at what they're doing in Europe, in London, in Brussels, in Finland, in Barcelona, in Paris, in Germany, uh, you name it, uh, in Birmingham, England, uh, in Italy, there have been incidents, you name it. And they weren't distracted. None of them were distracted. And they are easier targets because of the high concentration of Muslims in Europe now. Muslims are rapidly becoming the majority in Europe overall, not the minority, they are rapidly becoming the, the largest minority group in Europe. 
they are headed towards majority as European birth rates decline. They have it easier to be able to do things there. There are more of them there than here. Uh, there is not a great ocean between the Middle East and Europe. It takes some plotting to do something here. But what are they plotting? You see, I've said multiple times this week that something wicked this way comes. We cannot sustain ourselves as a nation in the way rate we're going with everybody at each other's throats over the basis politics. And you can say it's the president's fault. You can say it's the left's fault. You can say it's my fault. You can say it's your fault. You can say it's nobody's fault, but you cannot deny this country is seriously divided internally right now over politics. Just like we were in 1998, but even more so. We were distracted then. How many are distracted now? And there's another big difference here that there wasn't in 98. We got a lot of empty positions within the intelligence and defense and diplomatic community. The president still has a lot of seats to be filled. There are a lot of nominations pending. There are a lot of vacancies that there weren't in 1998. What's being missed uh, if I were the president of the United States, I think I would be demanding a wholesale, immediate intelligence review. Atlanta's news, weather, and traffic, plus WSB's Eric Erickson. Atlanta's evening news, sponsored by Comcast Business. This is WSB. Y'all, I, I promise you, it is. I, I, I well know. I, I don't know what it is. Listen, it is hilarious to me that the president of the United States on Tuesday caused great controversy by accurately and truthfully pointing out that they may be saying they're coming for the Civil War statues and monuments, but the moment those are gone, they're going to come for the Founding Fathers. And you got that idiot on CNN who then called for taking down George Washington monuments and Thomas Jefferson monuments and all the rest of them. You got Al Sharpton coming out in favor of doing it. You got the the pastor in Chicago who wants the, the Washington Park renamed. You had the Lincoln statue in Chicago that was uh, defaced. Not that it was in great shape either if you saw the before picture, but still. I mean, they are playing into the hands of the president. It is no wonder Chuck Schumer has come out raising all sorts of red flags saying, guys, 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 let's know. Let's keep it on Nazis, not on the Civil War. You know, a buddy of mine has a great idea. Instead of tearing down monuments to people some in the South view as heroes or at least people worthy of honor because of their sacrifices in the Civil War, why not build monuments to the heroes of the Civil War? Now, this will pain people around here, but I'm on record with James Carville of supporting a statue of William Tecumseh Sherman at LSU. Sherman was LSU, Louisiana State University's first chancellor. There is no statue to William Tecumseh Sherman there, the first chancellor, an American of great note, although it pains people in Atlanta. My wife wouldn't let me name my child William because of Sherman. He burned Atlanta, so she couldn't she couldn't handle it. <laughs> it was only one suggestion. I really wanted Thor, but that was also an ex-boyfriend of hers. In any event, um, it, it, build, build the Sherman Memorial. Build a Sherman Monument at LSU. By the way, he was celebrated as a hero after the Civil War in Louisiana. Uh, Well-documented chronicles of his uh, tour after the Civil War where he was treated as a conquering hero by the very people he had conquered. Uh, tremendous praise and affection for Sherman at the time, uh, even in places like Louisiana, excluding Georgia, of course, but even in places like Louisiana, highly regarded after the Civil War. Build statues to Fe Frederick Douglass everywhere. 
Build statues to Harry Tubman. Put Harry Tubman on the $20 bill. Get rid of Andrew Jackson if you must. Uh, I hope it's the picture of her wielding her guns. Um, it, but build more monuments. Don't, don't tear down, but then it's easier to tear down than it is to build up. It is far easier to tear down than it is to build up. It doesn't require thought. And if they thought about it, if they did stuff like this, what you would see is that the most rabid elements out there really, really aren't about the Civil War, really aren't about just getting rid of monuments to, to Confederates. They're, they're really about rewriting history altogether and controlling history. And they will move on as the idiot at CNN proved, as, as the people at Vice proved wanting to blow up Mount Rushmore as well. Uh, these people, they're not right in the head and they don't particularly love the United States. Uh, there will be no compromise with them. Uh, and I still find it fascinating that even more polling is out now showing that more than 50% of black voters refuse to support tearing down Confederate monuments. Uh, that seems, I mean, that's corroborated just by the anecdotes here of people calling in, uh, black listeners calling in. They don't support tearing down these monuments. They support moving into the future together, which we should all support. It is 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Don't forget, you can text WSB to 444-999 to sign up for the daily show notes. You can also text the word WAKE, W-A-K-E, WAKE, to 444-999 to, uh, to order an advanced copy of my book. You know, we wanted to do a book signing event up at Reformation in October, and they are just slammed. Uh, there are no available dates, so we're going to have to find another brewery. Uh, I, I really want to do another brewery signing. Great for the listeners, good beer, introduce people to a local uh, craft brewery. I love the folks at Reformation, and I'm happy. I mean, I hate to say I'm happy because I love going up there, and I love the Woodstock area. And they're fantastic people. I am happy they are doing so much business. Um, but I hate it means we can't do the book signing there, but we're going to have to find another another brewery to be able to do a book signing for the book when it comes out. Um, I, I, you know, I want to move on to a story that really makes me mad, and I hope it makes you mad too. It, it should make you mad. Uh, this is infuriating nanny statism, and this one hits even more personally and more close to home with me with uh, what my family is dealing with right now. A, a man in Raleigh, North Carolina, is in jail. He's facing child abuse charges for leaving five children under the age of eight at home alone all day on Tuesday. Where was he? He was working at Chipotle. He had left a neighbor supervising his children, and then the neighbor left the children alone, and so the father is going to jail. The children are eight, seven, five, three, and one. Where is mom? Mom has stage four cancer. If the husband doesn't work, the bills don't get paid. And so now he's in jail, not working. So the bills aren't getting paid. So the medical bills aren't getting paid. And the children are now in uh, protective custody with, with the state. Why? Because someone, someone called the police and reported the dad, 30-year-old dad, who's been hauled off to jail because he was trying to provide for his family. Now, you know, I got to tell you, 
my wife and I are, well, I shouldn't say me. It really is Christy doesn't like babysitters. It's not that she dislikes babysitters. We've had two in the past. My kids are 11 and 8, and they have only had a babysitter stay with us maybe three times at the max. I mean, we, we have not been uh, parents who go on a date without the kids unless we have them at my in-laws. Uh, she just doesn't like uh, to deal with babysitters, even though she was one growing up, and maybe that's why she doesn't like it. Um, and that that's fair. We finally, this past Saturday night, was the very first time we left our kids at home alone. We figured they're old enough, they're mature enough. Uh, 11 and 8, the 11-year-old turns 12 next week. Uh, it was time for us we could do this. I have... When they were younger than that, run across the street to the grocery store, realized in the middle of the night we were out of milk uh, and ran across the street no more than 15 minutes and can't come back. Now, there was a time when they were really young where I wouldn't even do that. But eight, seven, five, three, and one, I, I would suspect that they might be capable of doing it, particularly if you had someone who was had volunteered to watch them and then abandoned them. It doesn't seem like the father should be in jail. And what is he supposed to do? Not go to work? Let his wife die? Can I just say again that this is not a role for the federal government. This is not a role for the state government. This is a role for your neighbors and your church. And I would love to think that maybe some church somewhere in Raleigh would help out this guy and his family. Uh, Just these situations infuriate me. Uh, Not as much as Atlanta traffic infuriates some of you. We better go check. I have... Just call this the broken record week because I am going to repeat myself. I, I, I really think that we are at a point in society where what we're seeing with, with the left wing protesters and the alt right guys battling down on the street and what is really a breakdown of local community. And it is as the federal government has gotten bigger and all encompassing and people can be attached to the government and, and uh, oh, on Uncle Sam's teeth, if you'll excuse the expression, we, we've seen a community doesn't matter anymore. The local church doesn't matter. The local nonprofits don't matter. You're next door neighbor doesn't matter people now have an excuse not to know the person next door because they don't have to rely on their neighbors or their family anymore they can rely on the government but with that i think ups the stake so much it makes every hill a hill to die on it, it increases animosity and antagonism i think it's very bad for the republic i really do i genuinely believe it is bad for the republic and uh, this story is an example of that and this is no fault of the dad the mom or the kids This is a man trying to sustain and support his family, and there is no local family or charitable or church structure to help them, and the person that they thought they could rely on to help, the neighbor, abandoned them, and someone else, no doubt another neighbor, called the cops. And we should all be in prayer for this guy and his family, and hopefully someone will step up and help them. Just, it. I'm sorry. These things, they really do infuriate me. The the man should not be in jail. He should not. When everything's changing around you, there's a voice that's consistent and honest. Eric Erickson. Every day, 5 till 7, News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Can somebody explain to me how Ben Carson, a black man, is a white nationalist? Anybody? Maxine Waters. She's such an idiot. Uh, she's called Ben Carson a white nationalist. 
I'm not sure how exactly, um, that he's part of the white wing, <laughs> the white wing. Okay. I get it. The white wing, <laughs> but how, Oh, I, I, I have no idea. She's such an idiot and a race baiter. Oh my goodness gracious. All right. Uh, look, I am, I'm going to go see an eclipse now. I intend to take good pictures. You can follow up. Uh, with me on Instagram at EW Erickson on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. I am sure I will be posting pictures on Monday following the eclipse. I am very excited by this thing. I really am. Do you know I had hotel rooms booked for us uh, August 22nd of last year? That was the first day you could actually book hotel rooms anywhere in Nashville for this year, and I booked them. Uh, and then we wound up not being able to go to Nashville, um, so got the got a place up in North Georgia within the Eclipse Zone. And I have had a bunch of people invite me over to their houses up there, knowing that I'm going to be up there. And I'm just going to go on and apologize to all of you right now that the odds are good I'm not going to show up at your home. Although I do thank you very much for the invitation. I'm going to enjoy peace and quiet. And I literally have 5,000 pieces of blank paper I have to sign this weekend uh, deadline is Monday to get all of these signed and I've barely just begun and they're going to insert them into the book, making it look like I have autographed the books. Uh, weird. I mean, they're actually going to bind the pages and it's just fascinating process. Never do all this. Also, I have seen part of the defenders go watch the defenders on Netflix. Uh, not for anyone under 18. There is language, but Oh, it is good. So far Sigourney Weaver is just one of the greatest actresses ever. Uh, You guys have a good weekend. I will see you all Tuesday.